Okay, folks, that's the headline statistics out for the U the, the UK and it's particularly Scotland uh, house prices for July 2022, where this is where the Office of Statistics collect all the information and look at the house prices overall. So we're going to look at them in detail and in depth just now, but overall the headline statements are uh, the average price in Scotland to buy a property now is £192,966. Uh, year on year, the annual price change in Scotland is 9.9%. Now, we're going to drill down and we're going to look at local authorities later on, so we're going to particularly focus on Fife, um, particularly because we've got Fife properties. Monthly change in price uh, of a property in Scotland was 0.6%, so we're still going up in a smaller way um, and uh, and so the economic statement from the office of national statistics house prices have increased by 9.9 percent in the year to july 2022 uh, down from an increase of 11.4 percent in the year to june 2022 on a non-seasonally adjusted basis the average house prices in scotland have increased by 0.6 percent between june and july 2022 compared to an increase of 1.9 percent during the same period a year earlier uh, that's june 2021 to july 2021 on a seasonally adjusted basis the average house price in scotland has increased by 0.3 percent between june and july 2022 with the provisional estimate um, for the May uh, 2022 volume transactions decreased by 0.6% in Scotland, the UK volume transactions increased by 34.5% over the same period. And Scotland terraced houses showed the largest increases. That's probably quite prominent in Fife as well. Terraced houses seem appropriately priced in terms of the category and um, because they're not semi-detached, semi they're a lot more and so detached as well. So people are actually seeing good family homes with the terraced houses. Um, so they actually were rising by 11% in the year to July 2022 to 164,000. The lowest annual change of all property types was in flats and maisonettes. I still think flats and maisonette properties, that's over, maisonette is an upper flat or um, it's over two levels. Um, so that's maisonette. Um, a flat is just one level. Um, or an apartment depends on the price point where a flat becomes an apartment um okay um the lowest annual change for all property types as, as i said was flats and, and maisonettes with an increase there's still an increase of eight uh, percent in the year to july 2022 to 132,000. that's for a flat or a maisonette on average right through scotland the largest growth was in east ayrshire uh, where prices increased by 19.8 percent in the year to july 2022 to 129,000. See, 129,000. I'll talk about five in a minute. Uh, the lowest annual price growth of the year uh, was July uh, 2022. Was the city of Aberdeen, where the average prices increased by uh, just increased by over 0.8% uh, to 149,000. Um, that's no surprise because obviously Aberdeen's having a tough time with the oil industry contracting, uh, renewables actually expanding. So I think. Aberdeen potentially in maybe the next five or ten years, medium to long term, may have a lot of good growth in it. Now it's actually contracted to an appropriate point. Um, all in the indicators suggest that the housing market, which typically fluctuates from month to month, that's what they all indicate, is important not to put too much weight on this month in itself, but look at it in a bigger picture. In terms of Fife, it's a similar picture as well. Uh, let's look at a wee graph and look at the annual price change over the years. So here we are here from July um, 18, uh, the, the July 2018, uh, right across. So you can see along the bottom all the dates in there. And then you can see the house price growth as it goes. Uh, never a point really has it been negative. It did drop 
slightly when uh, July 2020, that was no surprise, that was a pandemic, everybody panicked, prices dropped, and then boom, they all took off. Uh, and then it, it keeps going from there. Now we're leveling off, this is the annual price change over the last five years. Let me just talk about the average price change. In Scotland, average prices have increased uh, by, uh, give me two seconds, uh, by 9.9% um, in the year to July uh, 2022, down from an increase of 11.4% in that year as well. Uh, annual price change by local authority. Um, let's have a wee quick look at that. Now, this is by a local authority on annual price change. This is where you'll see Fife. See, if we zoom right in on there, there's Fife. The average price in Fife is £168,599. Uh, basically, about £169,000 for the average price of a property in Fife. Uh, it's up from 154948 which is just over a year ago, which makes that price change of 8.8%. Any questions, please feel free to ask uh, how it affects things. Now, I'll look at volumes as well in Fife. This is actually really good as well because I've got a volumes one as well, which actually shows us a, a lot of good information, a lot of good feedback about the Fife market itself and how, how resilient it is in terms of all the other ones. So that's the that's the annual price change in Scotland. Uh, the biggest hitters are clearly East, <laughs> the one that they said East Ayrshire, but then the price point for East Ayrshire is a lot less. See, 19.8%, um, but... You've got, you, you know, your average price in there is £128,700. Uh, um, so that's why it makes a fundamental difference. Here's the average price point by local authority just on a graph. Uh, so you could see where it shows you where um, we're a lot more affordable. Um, see there, you've got the um, blue is actually less than 70000 And then the blues are obviously a lot less. Midpoint is that um, uh, slightly off-colour, brown colour. I'm not really sure what you call that, if anybody's got any answers to that, and what that colour is, cream maybe. And then it goes up to red, which shows you the higher priced area. So let's just zoom in on that and see where five is in comparison. See, we're midpoint in terms of the in terms of the colour, and as well as Dumfries and Galloway and that. And you can see the hotspots are over in Edinburgh and also in Perthshire. And then we've got the highlands, which are a bit less. And then you go out to the, um, the um, over into the islands area and they're obviously significantly less as well and there's the other areas in here which are all less over the glasgow renfrewshire area and um, so hopefully that'll give you a good price point about where things are uh, in july the most expensive area to purchase a property was city of edinburgh where the average cost was three hundred and twenty nine thousand pounds three hundred twenty nine thousand pounds compared to um, what, in, what is in Fife, which is £169,000. Huge difference. And yet, we're physically just over the water. When you think about it, it separates between the two of us. And it's becoming easier for people to actually commute into Edinburgh. Uh, the train line in the Leavenmouth area and Fife itself will make it a lot easier to get into the Edinburgh area, um, which could possibly see an expansion of people coming out of Edinburgh and moving into Fife. Home working has actually still um, is still here to stay, and that has obviously, obviously had an, an, an interest as well, where people are actually seeing a better price point in the Fife area and moving out to Fife and, and positioning themselves and the family in the Fife area um, because it's more affordable and it's easy just to commute in and they can work from home for the majority of the time. Again, that holds true. Um, in contrast, the cheapest area to purchase is Inverclyde with average cost of 125000 uh, Let's have a look at um, uh, average price by property type. This is actually quite an interesting one uh, in here. Uh, so this is the average price by property type. I'll just pop that up on the screen. 
here we are there. Now, this is what I talked about in the beginning, where you've got detached average price in Scotland has gone up by 10.9%, 10.8% for the semi-detached, 11% for terrorists. That's seen the biggest jump, uh, although not significantly as much as the rest of them, when you think about it. Flats and Maisonettes still sitting at 8%. You can see the average price point right throughout Scotland. A huge difference. I mean, you're, you're, you're double. The price of a terraced house in Scotland is half the price of a detached house in Scotland. And that's why it's more affordable to the people in, in Scotland and equally in Fife itself. Uh, more importantly, let's talk about sales volumes. This is a huge impact on where we are in terms of the market. We talk about all the time about people saying the market's crashing, the market's crashing, the market's probably going to crash. Now, let me show you why the market isn't crashing and why it's more than likely, um, well, it is, because you see our weekly updates that we do on a Sunday night, and I do every single time. And it shows you there's an oversupply of property right now in the market. But let me show you the the in, the fact, the actual fact here, which suggests that there is no crash coming because and I'll tell you here uh, right now, um, and we can see that. If we zoom in on here, we can see that overall in Scotland, the number of transactions sold, it's all transactions, remember. It tells you how much demand there is in the market year on year. Now, this is July or May last year because they couldn't get the figures for July yet. So this is May last year compared to May this year. Now, while in Scotland overall, the number of transactions for properties sold has actually dropped. In Fife itself, it has actually increased uh, by 3%. So 555 properties were sold last year in Fife at this at this month. And then this year at the same month, 574 properties were actually sold, which tells us straight away that there's more demand in Fife for properties because there's more properties being bought in Fife year on year. So the number of properties being bought has gone up, so more demand has gone up. So that's demonstrated clearly that the market's still quite resilient in the Fife area and, and the average price point has gone up as well. What we're experiencing right now is an oversupply of property as 30% more property has come onto the market overall in the last quarter of the Fife property market in the last quarter itself. So there's an oversupply to 30% more. We've gone from about 550 properties sitting available for sale over the whole Fife property market with all the estate agents to round about 750 properties uh, for sale. Uh, we can actually just check that right now. I'll just quickly uh, jump off on there and then I'll just quickly bring up Zoopla and we'll see where we are today in terms of the Zoopla numbers. Zoopla is a good indicator. It tells us uh, where we are in terms of the number of properties. Uh, a lot of agents can't afford to use Rightmove because it is a, a high entry cost to use Rightmove. So they tend to use Zoopla all the time. A lot more go on Zoopla, the lower end of the property market. People can't afford to the subscription fees for Rightmove itself. So this is why we use Zoopla as the, the sort of benchmark is how many properties are available for sale and how many properties are available for let. So we just type in Fife. Um, as I said, um, about three or four months ago, it was 550, and we're sitting available right now, 766. So that basically means um, you're 766 minus 550, and you're talking about 216. So if we take 216 um, and divide it, so 216 uh, divided by uh, the 550, that's a 39% increase almost 40% more properties uh, available for sale now in the five property market than there was before. Why am I saying that and why is that important for me to talk about that figure? Well, 
It gives us a strong indication right now there's more properties coming to the market. Therefore, the same demand is there as the year before, if not just slightly more by 3%. Um, however, with the same demand being there, they've got more choice now because there's more properties. There's 40% more properties on than there was previously before. So therefore, the people in demand right now with the same demand has more choice. Therefore, it will take longer to sell a property. Um, you won't, you, the days of my property is gone in three days and my property will sell no bother and my property will sell for an astronomical amount um, have possibly gone. Uh, they're not there anymore because of the oversupply. If that supply comes down towards Christmas and the number of properties actually go down to the 500 and 550 mark again, yes, absolutely, I think that could return. The boom could possibly return uh, because of that reason. But if it still consistently stays at the 750 mark, there'll be a lot more properties for the people looking for property to actually to actually choose from. Therefore, they'll be taking longer to sell. So I'll give you an idea that if there's 726 properties on the market and there's seven and there's about 6,500 sold every year in Fife. If you take um, 766 and divide it by 6,500, it gives you 11%. Uh, multiply that by the number of weeks, which is 52. It will take you roughly, on average, six weeks to sell a property now. Uh, six weeks to eight weeks, we are saying, to sell on average a property. Whereas when it had 550 properties on the market available for sale, it would take you on average, um, or on average, um, it should take you times 52. It should only take you about four weeks. So it's taking you 50% more time to sell a property on average now than it was in the last quarter we had experienced. Um, so that gives us a good indication. So if you're a seller out there, um, the, the, you have to come to terms with it's no longer being a, a case that your property is going to sell quickly and it's going to sell an astronomical amount. Um, there is a lot more choice out there and the the prices have actually caught up with where they were before. In other words, three years ago, property prices were about 30% less than they are right now. Home report values have actually caught up to that level. So you can't expect them to keep sustainably going for 10 and 15 and 20% more every single time because all these prices have caught up to the right price point, therefore the right multiplier. So we take the multiplier, which is 100, um, which is the average price of uh, the average salary in Fife is around about 30,000 pounds. And we take the average price in Fife. So we take 168, uh, 599 and divide it by 30,000. Um, it's actually 5.61 times. So it takes 5.61 times your salary, the average salary in Fife, to actually buy an average Fife house. Now, if we looked at the Scottish one, and it's 192,966, and believe it or not, the average salary in Scotland is £31,000, and divide that by 31000 it takes 6.2 times to buy a house on your salary. So it still means that Fife is a very affordable market in terms of the number of times, the number of uh, times the salary goes into the average price point. So Fife is extremely still a more affordable time. And um, when we were at the credit crunch in the 2006, 2007 times, uh, you were getting an average multiplier times average salary compared to average price point. It was around about eight or nine times so it tells me there's still a lot more resilience in the property market. And we can't see, I can't see personally, based on the facts and the data, that there would be an impending price or property crash um, as a result of, of that, because liquidity is still there. And the average number of times 
of a salary to the average value of a property in Fife is still very, very low in comparison to where it was before. So it's still very much affordable to buy the average price at the average property in Fife at the average price point with the person with the average salary, which is a really good indicator to still suggest that we will have a really um, good housing market and it will possibly level off. But I can't see anything possibly happening in the medium in the short term to medium term in the, in the property market. That's been borne out as well by October. We are now having a price cap for the next two years by the UK government on how much utilities were cost. Well, which will bring inflation down as well from the perceived um, 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 impression that the Bank of England was saying that inflation could be 13 or 14 percent. Some think tanks were thinking 18. Now the Bank of England's coming back saying, well, we'll actually think it'll probably be about 10 percent. And in actual fact, inflation has slightly dropped month on month. Notice how the news has never talked about that at all. Inflation has slightly dropped month on month. They've chosen to use a particular micro part of that and say, oh, food inflation's gone up. Now, that's never been done before. So this is all about scaremongering and actually using their agenda to sell their news. That's what it's all about. So be careful of what you hear on the news and look at it in its bigger context of the fact that inflation has actually come down slightly overall. And we could see that in the coming months where that's going to happen. Now, there's no surprise uh, come just the new interest rate rise, uh, the possibly, and I'm saying interest rate rise, it's more than likely interest rates or the base rates will rise. And on roundabout, I think it's September the 22nd, it was due to be announced because of the Queen's death that actually postponed it, but it's due to be announced. So base rates are more than likely expected to go up. And, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's half a point um, in terms of the amount that goes up. Um, and, and because inflation is actually going to attract um, the the utilities are under control now, so therefore that will not contribute towards inflation anymore because that's actually capped as well. So I would think a half point uh, adjustment in the base rates going up will actually curb that a wee bit more. And actually over a, over the next couple of years, inflation, I think, will begin to come down as a natural result of what's happening in the underlying figures. Um, hopefully that is the case. And if it is the case, it's happy days because we've got things under control again. We're back to normality. Things won't spiral out of control. Uh, and that will be good overall for the UK economy um, itself. Uh, it doesn't help, though, we're actually going to be borrowing £95 billion, um, in order to inject into the economy. Uh, you have to then think about, and, and this is a classic example about what Warren Buffett um, actually speaks about from Berkshire Hathaway and Charlie Munger. Um, when you inject money into an economy and you actually put so much money in and you basically print more money, uh, then therefore there's more there's more goods and services being bought with that money that's been printed. Um, and therefore, there's more demand on resources. Therefore, inflation might potentially creep back up again because of that. Um, and so you've got to always think about when you do something, you've got to think about the next ramification about that is, is and then what? What happens next? So we're fixing this problem. So what problem are we just about to create? Because it always does. It's the cause and effect. And Perry and I spoke about this yesterday and Jimmy on our show about um, about OEPs actually downsizing um, and actually actually unretiring and having to go back to work to maintain their, life, their lifestyle. Um, and we talked about the, the cause and effect and the actual fact that, you know, if you inject all this money into the economy, what's going to happen? And that's what's happened because of the money that was injected from the pandemic as well. Um, this is actually a, as a result of um, 
you know, contributory towards it. And obviously Brexit has been contributed towards it and the war in Ukraine as well. But there's no doubt about it that the huge injection of money from the pandemic has actually actually brought us to this situation as well and actually caused this and what next scenario. So every time something gets done for the good, you've got to think about what it could create later on and actually plan for that for yourself. Uh, so just to make sure you're hedged and protected against anything that can happen in the future. Uh, so just be cautious, com quietly cautious and confident about where you are and what you're needing to do. So we talked about the volumes and how resilient that will be in terms of the numbers. Um, and we'll just, um, I'll just quickly look and see if I've got anything else I want to discuss. Um, the sales volumes by local authority. No, we're fine with that. Um, and, and that's it, guys. If you've got any further questions about what I've just discussed here or you want any more clarification about it, please feel free to put something in the comments. I'm more than happy to take questions. Or you can me message us directly. You can contact me direct on this post as well. Um, and uh, until next time, guys, I'm Jim Parker for Five Properties TV.